Hi guys and welcome to episode 8 of my Love in the Time of Coronavirus special series of Some Good Mavericks podcasts. As those of you who have listened to a few of these editions might know, I'm calling this a slow pod or a slow cast. Really just because I've asked people a number of questions and their answers are slow and thoughtful. I'm also talking occasionally about a few long pieces of art that I like, particularly double albums. Um, So those are slow things, things that it takes time to get into. But as I say, it's mainly because the answers that I've been given are relaxed and considered. So there's no loud music or tight editing here. It's just people ruminating on the questions that I ask them and on the state of the world and the future of the world and those sort of things. Just in case you haven't joined me before, I sent a number of emails and WhatsApps and texts to some friends and I asked them three simple questions. They were, where are you and who are you with? What good do you think will come out of this mess? And please tell me something really good that you've discovered or found again or started doing during this time. Anyway, today's episode has four, or in fact five, but four different recordings, five guests, and we'll start today with Claire Thompson. I think that many of you who will have been to the Good Life Experience will probably already know Claire Thompson. She is a chef and food writer who's written four books, the last of which was New Kitchen Basics, which was published last year. She's working on another book, which is going to be published at the end of 2020. On Instagram, she calls herself the Five O'Clock Apron, um, and her specialism on Instagram and through the Five O'Clock Apron is cooking for a young family. It's really on, in that capacity that she's come to the Good Life Experience and she brings an extraordinary sort of level of fun and charisma to cooking and really engages with children and adults. And in fact, I think most days at the moment, if you follow her on at five o'clock apron, that's five um, in the, as in the digit rather than the, the word, you will um, find some live videos of what she's been doing. Anyway, um, here is Claire being interviewed by her daughter Grace, who is asking the questions that I posed, and here are their answers. Where are you and who are you with? I'm in Bristol with my husband Matt and my three children, Grace, Ivy and Dot. What good will come of this mess? What a question. Um, hopefully... We've all understood about how we interact with planet Earth a bit better after this. Also, how we, how we exist in our communities of, of family and also the greater good of society. And how, and how I suppose we, we sort of feel affection and, and a sense of community, really. Who we need and, and what we don't need in life, I suppose. What have we started doing, discovered or found again? Well, we're doing very brilliant cooking videos together every day. One or more of my children and I will cook 
um, something uh, on a IGTV Instagram. And um, that's been quite fun, actually. It's given a bit of rhythm to the day. And obviously, we all need to eat during the day. So it, we sort of pretty much cook what we're going to have for lunch and sort of broadcast that um, to my Instagram feed. Um, we've also watching some good films together as a family we've got a broad age spectrum from 46 to 7 so the family films need to sort of combine all our all our tastes so we watched Forrest Gump the other day which is quite funny um and then reading books and and spending time in the garden together as a family planting and um playing ping pong it's intense it feels like the Christmas holidays but with sunshine but I suppose what we're learning about this time is, is that we're all right, really, as a family. And thank goodness we've got each other. Secondly, today, we have Anthony Oram or Ant Oram. I've known Ant for many years and he is a wonderful man who, in fact, I went on a buying trip to America with when he won a competition to join us on a vintage buying trip to the east coast of America, I suppose about five years ago now. Came along with his other half, Sue, and we had an absolutely brilliant time. He was entertaining and engaged in the process and has also, of course, a very good eye, being, as he is, a fantastic graphic designer. Since that point, we have worked with him on a number of different projects, mainly through Peddlers, but latterly and very recently, through our 5050 project, which is designed to help 50 freelance creatives get work during 50 days of this lockdown. As I said before, that may actually go to more than 50 because we've had over 650 applicants for that so far, which is incredible. And if nothing else, just shows the wealth of brilliant talent out there. Anyway, I asked Ant what he thought. He was a bit reticent to reply because he said he hates his own voice, but he did, and I'm glad that he did because this is what he says. Hi, Charlie, Anthony here. I am in sunny Somerset with my partner, Sue, and our dog, Luca. I think a couple of good things are gonna come out of this. I think um, people will value their time with friends and family more. I know that we've been connecting with friends online during this that we might see only a couple of times a year but now we speak to weekly um, and I think it will make people reflect on their lives and if they're happy with what they're doing and uh, I think moving forward for me it's given me more drive to get to where I want to be. I felt stuck for the last couple of years and I think this has made me realise that I need to grab every opportunity and just go out there and get what it is that I want and work really hard for it. I've been really impressed with how local businesses have adapted to the lockdown. Um, local bakeries and bottle shops who had to close overnight have literally you know, pivoted and now do home delivery um, so they can stay afloat, which has been amazing. So we're doing our best to support them. Uh, and I think I've been really appreciative of the walks from the front door. We are very lucky, and I know that we're lucky, but we can get to the Somerset countryside in a minute from the front door. Um, and I think I took that for granted. And now 
I'm really enjoying the morning dog walks when everyone else is asleep, getting out at half five in the morning when it's still dark and watching the, the world slowly come to life, listening to the bird song and watching out for the sun as it rises. Um, and I think I took that for granted and it's, it's really good to be out there at the moment. I've been recommending a series of double albums as I've been talking. And I've been talking about double albums because those are generally the albums that take a lot longer to get into than the shorter ones. Now, clearly during the digital age, we all know that albums are often coming at a 16 or 17 tracks. But a few years ago, when vinyl was king, it really was quite unusual to get an album of 16 or 17 tracks. There simply weren't many around. One of the finest double albums of all time, I think, is Kate Bush's Ariel, which didn't actually come out during the age of vinyl. It came out during the age of CD. I think that Kate Bush is one of the, if not the, preeminent artists of our time. And Ariel Stroke Sea of Honey is a really complicated, but very beautiful and very unusual and very brave and very personal album. I'm not quite sure what one would characterize it as because it almost has bits of rave music in there at some point, certainly dance music. I suppose it's sort of art rock or progressive rock. Anyway, um, whatever sort of music it is, it is in fact about 80 minutes long, which is long by any standards. If you think of Kate Bush as being someone who recorded Wuthering Heights and you largely left her at that point in her career, please reconsider, give this amazing album a go. Um, Ariel by Kate Bush, one of the great double albums of all time. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Aaron and Fern make up the creative agency Department 2. I can't actually speak more highly of Department 2's work. We have been working alongside them at Glendye Cabins and Costures and the Good Life Experience for a number of years now. And their work is, is always remarkable. They're highly creative. They're technically very competent. They're very gentle pair who just get on with their work without needing to impose their egos on anyone. We have worked with them. If you are looking for a creative agency to work with, um, we think they're great. Anyway, this is not an advert. I'm just saying that I do think they're great and I recommend them highly. And here are Aaron and Fern of Department 2. Hi Charlie, it's Fern and Aaron from Department 2. Hi Charlie. Um, thanks for having us on your podcast. We've really enjoyed the first couple of episodes. I think it's a really nice way of sharing what different people are doing and how they're feeling. And yeah, so hopefully we can give some interesting answers to your questions that you gave us. Okay, Charlie, your first question to, to us was, where are you and who are you with? What are you doing? So, Fern. So, just us two at home in Sheffield at our house. Um, we've got our six-year-old Whippet George with us as well, who's kind of kept us sane through all this, I think, because we've had to take him, both each of us take him on a walk each day. So he gets his two walks in while we get each of our one walks outside each day, which is nice. Um, 
we've got a little garden so luckily we can kind of go and sit out there when we want a bit of fresh air and when it's nice weather um yeah so we're quite lucky really i think i think it's important to know how how lucky we are don't you think i think absolutely yeah to have a garden and to be able to go out and spend time out there especially with the weather like it is is it's been really important to us uh, for our mental health i think and, and getting our exercise in every day has been doubly important for our physical health as well i think we'd really be struggling if we were stuck in the house without an outside space yeah and just and the fact that that we've got each other and that we're actually kind of locked up with with someone that we actually like and we're generally kind to each other and um yeah that's not i don't think that's the same for everyone um, I just think it's important to just kind of realise that um, and kind of count your blessings in that way a little bit. So, second question. So you asked us, what good do we think will come out of this? And I think a lot of good will come out of it. I am feeling quite positive about it. And I think a lot of businesses and a lot of people are learning that things can be done slower. Things can marinate a little bit. And not everything has to happen at 100 miles an hour because right now it's impossible for things to happen at that speed. And I think businesses, large and small, are learning that and they're they're having to adapt. And I think hopefully after this is over, a lot of businesses, smart businesses, will take the learnings of this forward into their everyday business practice. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that people are kind of wakening up to how pointless a lot of things are and you know what I mean it's kind of there's all these you know these traveling to these offices every day kind of working 40 hours a week on half of that stuff is just pointless and creating work for work's sake and I think that people are kind of waking up to the fact that we can work from home and we can work flexibly and you know we do need to spend time with our families and, and and that sort of thing so yeah that kind of permission to slow down in fact kind of been told to slow down that's brought about quite a lot of good things in a way I also think going along the same lines of what you were saying it's it's kind of awoken that ingenuity in a lot of people people are being creative about how they connect with one another and how they do business people actually putting the effort into reaching out to friends and family into helping older members of the family get online and connect with other people which can only be a positive thing and that again that sense of community do you think that's yeah I think because of the situation that we all find ourselves in people are having to be kinder and having to be more considerate of others and that can only be a good thing as, as far as I'm concerned and hopefully that will continue after this is over and mm-hmm. I think there's for us we've definitely started a, a or, or made new connections and new relationships with people online in this time. And hopefully those, those relationships will be able to continue offline as well, both you know friendships and business relationships when this is over. I'm very much looking forward to seeing everybody that we've supported and that have supported us through this time when this is all over. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of solidarity over competition among small businesses and amongst people within the same industry which is really nice to see and it's really nice to be part of and I'm hopeful that in a few months time when things all go back to normal all that will kind of continue and yeah. This is going to make Fern cringe but I think Bob Dylan once said that people who suffer together have stronger connections than people who are most content 
And I, I think that in a way, you can laugh, but I think in a way, we are all uh, to very, very different degrees suffering together through this. And I think we'll all be stronger and have stronger connections and a better idea of how to handle adversity and challenges in the future. Mm-hmm. So conversely, a lockdown, a quarantine, a government request that you all stay in your houses has brought a lot of people together in a new kind of unity. And I'm very excited about what that's going to lead to. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a perfect quote. Thank you. <laughs> so so finally, something really good that we've started doing or we've rediscovered or we've, we've got back into during our, our time in the, uh, the lockdown. Well, I think for me, the fact that we've, we've kind of created a routine every day mm-hmm. has been quite a positive Thing yeah, yeah. that that we we lacked before, I think. Mm-hmm. So because we were kind of out and about a lot, we were up here, there, and everywhere doing different things, which is great, and we're excited to get back to that. This has kind of grounded us in more ways than one, and made us um, kind of create a routine for ourselves every day, and kind of take stock of the little things and enjoy the little things that we do. So that's just kind of enjoying a coffee together in the morning sitting on the bench in the garden doing that and kind of thinking about the day ahead doing the walks like we said with the dog um I've started doing yoga every evening which is quite nice it's not something that I'd really done that much before and I'm actually really enjoying it I'm not a very spiritual person at all but I'm actually even enjoying the kind of meditative aspects of it and yeah, it's good fun as long as Aaron and George don't try and interrupt me while I'm halfway through a flow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think me and Fern are quite different in the fact that I am a very early riser and I like to get up in the morning super early and Fern maybe gets up a little bit later than me. <laughs> um, but I'm really enjoying being out in the garden with a, a hot cup of uh, black coffee and watching the sun come up and doing a bit of work out there in the garden. Because as Ferns rightly said earlier, we're so lucky to have that outdoor space at this time. And the other thing I've, I've done is I've started playing the guitar again. I've picked it up after about a 10-year hiatus. And uh, Fern and I have been doing a couple of duets every Saturday night. and learning They're jamming. Jamming every Saturday night, learning some new songs, playing some old songs, uh, and just having fun, really, with a couple of beers, which, is, which has been really nice. Yeah, it's been nice when Be- we've been yeah. in tune. yeah Uh, and that's that's we've been able to do that because we've been given time to do it yeah in our busy day-to-day schedule of running a a creative agency we don't have much time for any anything other than work so this has been really nice that as a couple first and as business partners second we can really reconnect with each other and I think that's something that has been really great yeah oh and cooking we're cooking a lot. Sorry, I'm cooking a lot. I'm eating a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's made me realise how much we ate out before, and I think that that probably needed to change anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so every evening I've been cooking something different, and we've been really enjoying that process of actually taking the time to do it, not being kind of like, oh, I haven't got any time to, to eat, let's just order a pizza or... That's been really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favourite thing I've cooked you? The chorizo pasta with peas and spinach that you did the other night was really nice. Oh, thanks. Make you that again. Thanks. <laughs> Charlie, it's been great chatting to you. I hope that's been interesting for you and your listeners. And hopefully we will see you as soon as this is all over. Thank you very much. Bye, Charlie. 
Right, well, talking of um, long pieces of art, I recently bought the um, Warhol biography, A Life as Art, or Warhol, A Life as Art, by Blake Gopnik, who is a highly regarded American art critic. I've been fascinated by Warhol since I was a child, not just by his art, which I love and which I understand the massive influence of, but also by his lifestyle, by the excitement of his life, by his relationship with other artists, with New York, by the factory, by the Velvet Underground. I found all of that stuff absolutely fascinating. And I bought uh, um, Blake Gopnik's book. Um, it is unbelievably long. I mean, it's about a thousand pages long. And I had every intention when I bought it of reading it. But when I say a thousand pages, I mean, as my younger son said, and it's hardly big writing, is it? I mean, it's a thousand pages of really small writing. I think you have to be a real aficionado or have a hell of a lot of time and not many other books around to read the whole thing. But I have been dipping in and out of it for the last week or so and reading chapters. And it really is a very well written book in that it's not difficult, it's not up its own arse, and it is just chock full of interesting observations and fascinating stories. Um, I'd say that's possibly the right way to read it. I'm loving it and um, I highly recommend it. I also went online and watched completely at the other end of the spectrum the uh, Tate Modern's virtual tour of their current Warhol exhibition which was a sort of seven or eight minute film, which was quite a good little film that they'd made. I enjoyed that. Um, last year, we saw the Warhol show, which is a very different Warhol show to the one at the Tate. We saw the one at the Whitney in New York, which was wonderful, actually. Anyway, um, if you are in any way interested in Warhol the man or the genius and that amazing silver wig, then I would urge you to perhaps approach this book in the same way that I have. Right, well that's it for my recommendations. Now it's time for Jim Parkin. Many of you will know Jim Parkin from The Good Life Experience where every year, except for last year, when he had something else on his plate, he has brought his amazing scene machine to The Good Life Experience where he builds with massive engagement from our guests a huge, fantastic scene out of plasticine. And the reason that Jim does that is that he is a model maker and an Adam animator for Aardman Productions. He is miraculously and amazingly the man behind Shaun the Sheep. He's also a great supporter of all of our ventures and an incredibly nice and very cool man. And so I was delighted when he said that he would record his ruminations for this series. So over to you, Jim. Hello, I'm Jim Parkin and I play with Clay. I'm a character designer, model maker and an Aardman ambassador, which means I travel the world showing the work of Aardman and I design and lead workshops enabling you to make your very own Aardman characters. For those of you familiar with the Good Life experience, you might also know me through the Amazing Scene Machine. It's an animated arts experience and we work together over the course of the festival to make an amazing 3D art piece and time-lapsed film as well. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to be asked to share this with you and uh, tell you what I've been up to since we've been locked down. Um, I am based in Bristol, um, 
between Bristol and Bath, and I live in a house, obviously, with my wife, Leah, and our two fat cats. Um, essentially, I've commandeered our spare room or library and turned it into uh, a clay cave, um, a palace of plasticine, if you like. Um, and it's where I'm able to create my own little film studio and record and broadcast community clay time, which is something that I started um, as a reaction to all of this. So I've been thinking for a while about how I could have uh, some of my own workshops online and being locked down has helped me to accelerate those plans. Uh, one of my big missions was to make art accessible, really. This is what the whole thing's about, breaking down something complicated so that anyone can make it with modelling clay, salt dough, icing, or anything squidgy that you have at home, really. Um, and that's what I've been doing for the last few years with Ardman as well. It's been awesome. Um, every day, a few hundred folks tune in and get involved, making along with me and then sharing what they've made. I absolutely love it. I love seeing how much the folk enjoy what they're doing and you know, hearing from people that they find it relaxing, rewarding, and a happy distraction. People say to me that their children sitting there for 40 minutes at a time and making a rainbow unicorn or a fat cat or a funny dog um, and then taking that next step and bringing it to life as well and that's tremendously rewarding for me um, at first it was a very one-way broadcast I'm not hearing very much back but now I'm hearing more and more from the community and you know discovering what people are doing and that's really you know just so brilliant um it's also slightly selfish too, really. I found that having to create a new character each day uh, keeps me busy, uh, keeps my mind busy, actually keeps me keeps me calm and gives me some structure to my life as well. It's something that I probably didn't really have before. It's quite sporadic and quite a reactive way of living um, on the road as well. And this has given me a kind of a solid base, somewhere to work from and and a real purpose every day. I've got a very structured life now. Um, and, you know, and that's as much as, uh, you know, you can really hope for in this situation, I think. Um, and hoping that other people take comfort in what I'm doing is is really nice as well. And I'm finding that community that I had by travelling around the country, um, you know, remotely now and digitally, which is, is tremendously, uh, you know, kind of rewarding. My big hope really is that we all stick together with this newfound quieter pace of life. Um, finding time to be creative, allowing yourself to find new skills. So I'm in amongst playing with plasticine. I've um, I found my uh, my knives out for you know that thing of carving spoons. Um, I'm cooking again in a way that uh, well neither of us have had time to. So spending time to slowly cook and enjoy food, you know, and it's probably a really good thing that we're on our own because we both reek of wild garlic at the moment as well. So, you know, that's great. Um, so we're eating good food. I'm creatively challenged making funny animals all day. All day. And um, I hope that continues after this, really. And I hope that other people continue this after the world has kind of got back to normal and um, we can continue having our clay community and um, hope to see you all at the good life in September and um, we can look back at this as kind of a, a halcyon time of creativity. Great, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to my friend, Jim Friend, for editing this. The answers to my questions are continuing to flood in and I'm very grateful to everyone who sent them in. And I'm very, very grateful to you for listening and for your kind comments. And I hope you're okay. 
I hope the lockdown is treating you as well as it possibly can and that those that you love and are close to are safe and well and I will be back with another edition of this very, very soon. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Bye-bye.